hovered over it while it percolated, drumming my nails anxiously. It was still dripping when I yanked the pot out, pouring the black nirvana into my stallion head-shaped mug. Sitting down, I took the biggest gulp ever. Fuck, that was good. This was what I needed. I was only 23, but I was way too old to pull all-nighters. Weren't people constantly talking about how important sleep was, something about how every hour you lost took a day off your life? I was pretty sure I'd heard a doctor say that. A television doctor, but still. Tapping on my phone, I checked for directions to the address where Francesca wanted to meet. When my Google Maps told me the drive would take over an hour, I choked on my coffee. She lived in Newport? Damn, I hadn't accounted for that in my timing. Scooping up the plastic-wrapped wedding dress, I set my mug gently in the sink. I was in a rush, but I was still careful not to chip the cup. It was my favorite one, a gift from my father. Throwing everything into the back seat of my weathered but treasured Dodge Avenger, I grimaced at the bright sun. It was just turning the corner into summer, the sky managing to be the sort of primary blue you found only in children's toys. Fumbling in my glove box, I found a pair of oversized sunglasses. The bronze Gucci's were an artifact from my time in New York. I'd bought them for myself as a gift for landing the job at Filbert's Bridal. It was a heavy reminder of the comfortable future I'd thrown away. I did it for the right reason, I reminded myself. And besides, I just landed a 20K gig that's more than I made in four months at Filbert's. Things are looking up for me. With determination, I slid the sunglasses onto my face and ground down on the gas pedal. When this job was over with, I'd buy myself something even nicer than my Gucci's as a reward. This couldn't be right. Flicking my eyes up, then back down to the map on my phone, I wondered what was going on. How had my GPS gotten so fucked up? Because it was fucked up, it had to be. That was the only explanation for why it had taken me here. The long, wrought iron gate spread like two linked arms in front of me. It was both intimidating and oddly pretty, the way an attacking hawk could be pretty. The mansion beyond was dazzling. I just couldn't believe this was the right place. Then again, they did pay a premium for that dress. Was it possible the bats lived here? No, I couldn't quite believe it. I'd watch people blow tons of money on weddings. It didn't mean they were rich, just desperate. And this went beyond rich. This was the kind of estate the president would live in. Bouncing my skull into my headrest, I made a long, low noise. Why could nothing be easy for me? Now I was going to have to call up Francesca, tell her I'd be late, and ask her for better directions because I was freaking lost. Gritty mechanical snarls filled the air. Black and gold, the motorcycle slammed to a stop next to my driver's side window. Throwing myself sideways in surprise, I gawked at the reflective helmet of the rider. I could see my own shock in the mirrored surface. Hard hands with oddly clean nails yanked the helmet away. Sammy? Kane asked, looking me over with amusement. That you? 
I almost didn't recognize you under those clamshells on your face. Shoving the sunglasses up onto my scalp, I regained my composure. Why are you here? Were you following me? Kane stared. Then he bent over, cracking up. Still laughing, he smoothed some of his hair. In spite of the helmet, the rich mahogany strands were still styled. His bike rolled forward, his hand clicking something he slid from his pocket. In a grand gesture that was free of rusty squeaks, the gate spread open in front of me. This, Kane said, gesturing, is where I live, Dorlin. Gazing at the tiled stretch of driveway in front of me, the green gardens, and the sprawling estate in all its glory, I had a single thought. Look on the bright side. You aren't late for the meeting. Kane rode ahead of me, his bike parked.